This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 129 of the Healthy Critters Radio on the Horse Radio Network. Healthy Critters Radio is brought to you by Biostar US. Find them online at biostarus.com. On today's show, we discuss why laughter is the best medicine for horses, dogs, and humans. The critter of the show is the moose. In critter nutrition, we focus on inflammation. And in Coffee Clatch, we share the songs we sing to our animals. Listen in. Hi, I'm Tigger. And I'm Patty. And I'm Coach Jen. I'm the ringleader here. (laughs) (laughs) This year podcast. This year Watch your whip. That's watch the whip. This year, this year podcast comes to you twice a month, and we sit down and um, chat about all things healthy and critter, regardless of what kind of critter it is, and regardless of whether it's physical, physical, mental, or emotional health. We do it all here. <laughs> we do. And uh, well, for well, one of the things that tends to degrade many, many a critter and many a human's physical mental or emotional health is stress of getting ready for a big performance as in horse show. So I wanted to ask Patty and Tigger. We're going to start with Patty on this one in the theater biz. There's this saying that if this has a, if you have a bad dress rehearsal, you're going to have a good performance. Okay. Do you buy into that? No. Okay, that's my first question. That's a no. And my next question is, what your final ride before you have a big class that you're going to go into, like the ride you have the day before or the morning of, do you have any mm-hmm. special routines or special things that you go through at that point? Depending on the age of the horse, I, I really tend to keep everything very similar. And... The the great thing about that is is that I keep it similar. So I try to do very much the same warm-up. Younger horses can be a little bit different because they're looking at other, other things and they're thinking about other things. And, you know, I don't want to go in that corner um, where an older horse won't be worried about that. And having other people in the arena in a warm-up could, could affect that. But, you know, for the most part, I try to keep things very, very much the same. But I always go back to what I know about that horse. I really, I, I like to spend a lot of time with each horse individually. So I have an idea of how they're going to react to things. So for me, I know there's going to be some, maybe some jitters, some stuff, some steam they have to blow off, but I always go back to mentally for me, what I know that they, what they, they can do at home and that I try to play that type, that, that, you know, scenario in my head as I go forward. So I don't get too upset if they're not, they didn't have a great, you know, Friday evening warm up at a show because I, I, I always feel like that is sort of a, the day it's kind of a throwaway day mm-hmm. in, in some reason. So, so that final ride before a big class might consist of working for a younger horse, working on a lot of things that, you know, are confirmed and is go- are going to increase in confidence and make him feel successful so he comes out yeah. the next day going, yeah, I got this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we already went through that corner, and yeah, yes, absolutely. All righty. Okay, Tigger, 
When yes. you were competing, and you did a lot of competing, did you have I any did. special routines that you went through on the on the final ride before a big class? No, um, no. Mostly, it was getting the horse accustomed. If it was a showground, he or she hadn't been to before, and just you know, helping them feel relaxed. And this is just another, just another day in the training day, and it's nothing weird or. The warm-up is always, at, at, at a show, is always, you know, challenging. <laughs> <laughs> and, you yeah. know, some horses find it very challenging. So I, I just, I like to make the day before low-key, but still reinforcing the, you know, here's what we, you know, you've got a half pass and you got to do tempies and, but in more of, you know this and we're just going to run through it. It's no big deal because mm-hmm. really the s- more serious part of the training, y- you either have it or you don't mm-hmm. by that weekend. And, yeah. you know, schooling something new at, at a show to me just doesn't make any sense. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. Now, do you have any rituals? Like you have to put the gloves on on the right, you know, mm-hmm. right then left or, you know, the polo wrap has to be rolled in this way or it has to be the pink ones or anything like that? I had underwear and socks. <laughs> <laughs> not what I expected. Really not I, what I expected, Tigger. I'm glad you had underwear and socks, but you had special underwear and socks. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, special. Special underwear and socks. Oh and I, ha- I, I don't know if you're the same, Patty, but I, I get very attached to my gloves, Absolutely. And, and I don't like buying new ones because uh, mm. then I have to break them in and da 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 da. And yeah, I get very attached to gloves, to that pair, yeah. and that would be my show pair. And it, you know, yes. It's always so sad when they kind of reach the end of yeah. Oh. And you, yeah, and then they don't have them anymore, or they don't make your size. You can't find them. Or they them. don't feel the same way, or they cut right. them different. No. I'm totally with, and I'm a little that way with my britches too. I, I, I like to have like, you know, my show britches have to feel, I, I want them to be the most comfortable thing I've, I've put on that in my with you on that. Isn't that interesting? I, that really, that really rubs me the wrong way too. When, when uh, your, your favorite gloves wear out and then you go to buy oh. a new pair and they stopped making them or they're out of stock. Yeah. Oh, that makes me yeah. crazy. It's just horrible. And then you've got to try something new and it never feels right. Yeah. And the salesperson said, oh, but these are so much better because they got this. And you go, I, this feels like all crap yeah. on my that's, fingers. I always keep a backup yeah. pair. I always have two pairs, one that's sitting in a, in a drawer waiting to be started and then the pair I wear every day so that when the everyday ones wear out and I need to get the pair out of the drawer I'll have about a year because that's about how long they last to oh, find wow. a new pair I'm that obsessed with my gloves yes <laughs> this must be a yes. rider thing okay then that that leads me down the next rabbit hole Tigger what were your gloves of choice oh I, I'm embarrassed to say I don't even oh, think oh. they make them anymore what's even better they were crocheted, kind of. Were they the oh, ones that were crocheted all over or just crocheted back and leather Just palm? on the top. See, that's exactly, yeah. that's what I wear. That's the only thing I wear. There, and then you have the nice leather on the palm. Yep, the deerskin palm and the crocheted yep, back. The yep, the deerskin palm, yep. Yeah. Now, Love yeah. them. Did you, uh, did you like the Velcro wrist or the horseshoe wrist? Oh, good question. Good question. These are excellent questions. <laughs> What's a horseshoe wrist? Um, the one the, where you don't. 
the, the top part you, that you can see when you're sitting on the horse, it doesn't have a Velcro tab there. It just has a little kind of a V cut out with a leather lining. I think that's what I had. They, those were the most common back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Patty? I'm definitely a Velcro girl now, um, but I also, I, I have found a new company that I really, 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 because their products are not, they're, they're quality and they're just not expensive. It's called Premier Equine and they are out of England and they are the Velcro. So you, all, you also wear like, the crochet back? No, no, no. They're leather, but they have like over your knuckles. It's a, it's like a fabric. So mm-hmm. that part stretches a little bit mm-hmm. and, but they're all leather except for material that goes over the knuckle part. Um, Velcro. Neat. My fave. Pretty cool. Well, there we go. That's, that's your quiz for this morning. <laughs> and I'm glad everybody got a chuckle out of it. Which is perfect because we're about to talk about the the benefits of laughter. For horses, dogs, horses, and humans. Dogs I want to hear humans. about this because I get the whole humans part, but the dogs and the horses, I'm curious. Take it away, Tigger. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> well, I came upon an article that was talking about the vibration of laughter. So when we laugh, um, it raises our vibration and actually the, the, uh, the human aura, A-U-R-A, which is your energy field, it changes with laughter. And when I read that, I went, oh, wow, that explains a lot. Because, and, and this is precipitated by the fact that I am in Wellington the stress capital of the equine industry at the moment. <laughs> and you don't hear laughter in the barns. Whether Aww. it's the hunter-jumper side, whether it's the dressage side. At this point in the season, you know, it's, it's, the season is almost over. And there's this, there's a seriousness and kind of a, I'm not going to say drudgery. That's the wrong word, but it, it's the week after week after week after week syndrome that's different when you're, you know, in a in a area that's all about showing and training. You're not in your home barn. You're not playing your own music. You're not. It's just it's different, and and we all know it's different. And at this part of the season, I notice how the horses are. And I, I was at a barn this afternoon, and I walked down the barn aisle, and the horses had that, are you coming to get me look? <laughs> in a good way? <laughs> um, no, in a, like, you know, leave me alone. I'm, in my, I'm eating uh, my hay. Not kind. another class. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, right. Or not, you know, what else do you want from me? Yeah. And I walked over to this one horse. I don't know who, who, who he was because he seemed to kind of want to engage me. And I just started chuckling. And he, like, his head kind of went up and he kind of looked. You know how they turn their head and they use their eye to kind of, like, size you up? Like, wow, I, I haven't heard that noise in a long time. And then he kind of wanted to, like, lick me and, you know, get into my, my neck. And, and that really made me realize 
how important laughter is is great for us but it's really great for them and it's really somebody told me a dog trainer a long time ago that dogs they they read us right and they they're reading our faces and if we always have a sort of a serious we're doing this chore and that task and da 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 that translates to them that you know a we're not having any fun and they they will react more positively to a smile on a human yes and evidently smiling to a dog helps produce that oxytocin that they you know they get from nursing it's all that the flood of serotonin and that we just don't smile at our dogs and first of all we're always telling them what they're you know what we want them to do but and we say it not you know with a smile on or with a you know hey let's do this and then they're all like yeah that sounds like that sounds great to us it's more like hey we're going yeah hey get in the car do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so i'm thinking that you know as as uh owners of horses and dogs and cats i don't know whether cats care about laughter i'll put that in or guinea pigs or you know but definitely horses, dogs, and humans, we need to, to keep laughter and lightness in, in our consciousness. And, and this article went on to say, you know, if you're having a down day, you know, watch a comedy or, you know, go to YouTube and watch your favorite comedian or, you know, try to go read a funny joke but the vibrate the the higher the vibration, which is brought on by laughing, it, it resonates at a cellular level, and that's way better for health than you know the lower sad, serious registers. Hmm. Yeah. So me- um, laugh more, be solemn less. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Be solemn less sounds like the name of a racehorse. And it's all run together as one word. Oh my gosh, that would be great. Be solemn less. Yeah. Be solemn less. I I could just hear Larry Colmas calling the race right now. (laughs) And and you know, I I mean I, I think of Patty as somebody who the humor just rolls out of her without thinking. It it's a little bit I have to make an effort. Really? Um, I mean, I, I laugh easily, but but yeah. t- to actually say something humorous, I have to kind of work oh, at I'm, it. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to differ with that because I think that you say that. But like, it, it's funny I find you very, very all, entertaining, Tigger. I'll just say that. You, know? <laughs> oh, you, you really are. I mean, um, Tigger, the conversations we have amongst just the two of us, just about the dingbat gene that flies between the two of us and... Stuff, yeah, I, but I, I mean, I have always been very, very lucky to look at things uh, that, and it came from my mother and my father. They were very funny people, but our, our biggest thing in our family was, um, you know, who was the funniest. So we've always been that way. And I, I think about, I've been very lucky to just always be surrounded by people who 
love that. And I definitely incorporate that with my horses and I definitely incorporate that with like even my training, but even with my animals, but you do, you know, when I'm not feeling as chipper, it's so evident to me Uh because the, you know, my, my dogs slink around a little bit more. I don't know that I try harder with the horses. Um, when I realize I'm not, and it's so rare, it's so rare when I'm not in a really good mood, but I, I, think that that's such an interesting thing when you're talking about that one horse because you know you come in my barn and you know and all the horses are turning their heads and they're like I'm certain you're coming this way to give me a cookie or you're going to pat me or you know whatever but I I love to engage that I love that I've always tried to do my absolute best to take that into the training part of training the horses the the the, the young horse that I have right now is one of the hands down most comical horses I've ever had like he has a personality he's almost like a dog slash person slash cat I don't know he's just hysterical he just picks up his feed pan and he loves to when he's done eating he throws it across the aisle way and and everybody in the barn thinks it's funny we all come out we just laugh at him you know and he just does it more during our polar vortex um you know we're out trying to make sure nothing is freezing and it all was and uh, we're all dressed <laughs> like we're from the, from the Arctic. I was trying to be positive, girl. And the, the the sweet woman that owns the barn had a little beanie hat on. And we're, we were turning them out for, you know, at least 20, 30 minutes a day because I wanted them to move around. Well, and he just thought it was an absolute opportunity to grab her hat off the top of her head and go running. And she said it was like a toddler with a Sharpie heading towards the wall. And, you know, and we're laughing and laughing and laughing. So I think incorporating that you know, helps, at least for me, bring out different personalities in horses and, of of course, in the dogs. But um, I think it's very, very, very important. Jennifer? I I think I agree with that in that they they, they used to say that if you smile, you you physically just make your face make a smile, regardless of how you feel on the inside, that it will actually eventually start to have a chemical effect on your body and help you feel happier. And I believe it. Yeah. So there you go. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And I, and that's a very interesting point you made, Tigger, about our dogs. Mm-hmm. Because we do have a ten. at least we, maybe everybody else doesn't, but I, I noticed that we have a tendency to be too matter of fact with the dog. Do this, yeah. do that, do the other thing. Yep, yep. Because they're always causing trouble. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, don't be that. Okay, that's good. Don't yeah. Yeah, and pick, pickles in particular has reminded me of that because being the delicate flower that she is, everything has to be. What a good girl! You remembered to breathe. You know that's that's how you have to be around pickles, and it kind of reminds me to be more positive and upbeat with the dog. Because, yeah, the other day she tried to eat something she wasn't supposed to eat and I had to take away from her. And she wouldn't talk to me for a whole day. (gasps) Are you kidding? It was awful. Yeah, she she decided that she thought that the pool noodle was the best toy ever. What is a pool noodle? Uh, Those big, long, uh, tube-shaped pieces of foam that you play with in the pool. Oh, okay. They're squishy foam. And we have them all over the place because there's a pool in our backyard. And I had one sitting on the back deck. 
and she spotted it. I didn't realize she spotted it. She just looked at the back door and said, can I go outside? I said, sure, you can go outside. So I opened the back door and let her out. And she made a beeline for the pool noodle and grabbed that rascal and took off around the yard, throwing it up in the air and catching it and running around and throwing it up in the air and catching it. And then she proceeded to shred that sucker. Oh! This, this dog has never shredded anything, ever. She doesn't even play with stuff. So I really yeah. felt awful because I was just concerned that she was going to consume some of it Absolutely. because she was just shredding it to tiny little bits and it's this nasty foam stuff. And I just didn't need another bill. Uh, yeah. So I had to take it. And as soon as she realized I was going to take it away from her, of course, she got a little defensive and grabbed hold of it real hard. I said, no, I'm not going to let go. <laughs> so I just yanked Bye. out what was left. And there was one little tiny piece left in her mouth and I had to pry her little mouth open and pull it out. And I just felt like such a schmuck. Oh. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I don't feel like a schmuck when I'm taking crap out of, out of the <laughs> I feel like I'm saving your life. Well, see, there was that too. There was saving your life. It was she just if it weren't for the fact that she was so joyful when she was playing with it because right. she's really only just starting to come out of her shell. They tend to be pretty stoic when you first get them. And she's always been pretty stoic. So, I was like, "Oh, you really enjoy playing with that." So, yeah. I feel better now. I've confessed. No, I can't believe that she would hold it against you for a day. Oh, she, greyhounds are really good at grudges. Yeah. Wow. Really good at grudges. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. That's so interesting because Australian shepherds don't have a grudge in their body. No, no, they're like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, pretty no, much. You know, Tigger, Tigger I'm going to correct you there. Burke... Perucci, definitely, he's a very soft-minded little guy. And, the again, the woman who owns the barn was swatting flies with a fly swatter, which you would not think would be a big deal unless you knew the backstory of I had an electric fly swatter killer in um, my house in Virginia, which totally freaked him out. So anytime you go to kill, a, like, swat a fly. Anyway, she did it once, and he absolutely completely like was just like oh oh no you didn't well it took six months for him to get over it talk about holding the what yes ma'am yes ma'am <coughs> took him six months to get over it and if you even if she and every now and then she'll go to pick up the fly swatter and she goes is burke in here where <laughs> 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 meanwhile Cass is like oh let me have the flies let me have the flies but no burke was like oh hey, oh hell no i'm not gonna that's not gonna happen Kind of funny. Wow. Yeah. There's always that one in the crowd. That's true. That's true. Well, speaking of one in the crowd, there is one speaking Pomeranian in the crowd. And I think it's time for us to give give Hedwig the talking Pomeranian a call. So why don't we do that? Okie (laughs) doke. Hello. Hetty. Hello, 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 Happy P, do you have lights yet? I do. I never lost my lights, at least in my house, but I did in the barn. But I do. That's but thank sad. you, Happy, for asking. It's, did it you have like no water? We didn't have water for about five days, but we have That's water now. That's just yeah. horrible. I'm so sorry, Patty P. Well, thank you, Hetty. It was not fun, but we were we were very very fortunate. 
very versatile. Yes. Some people still have no water. I know. That is true. It's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Hetty, we have a question for you. Ready. <laughs> <laughs> Good. What is the role of laughter in the health and well-being of dogs? I like to laugh at my human all the time. <laughs> uh, can you give mm-hmm. us an example? Absolutely. For example, my human will say something like, I think I can do the Grand Prix special. And I say, (laughs) 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 Sure, you can. (laughs) Thank you for getting a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing, I am supportive because by (laughs) laughing, I encourage her to think that she's not a total idiot. Well, and but you know, laughter raises the vibe, the cellular vibrations. So she's she... probably going to be way more successful because I laughed at her. <laughs> now, does she laugh at you? No, she would be killed. <laughs> <laughs> Besides, what would I do that would cause her to laugh? Well, you mean like I... when I one time fell out of the truck because I was leaning on the door asleep, and the other opened the door, and I fell right out. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah, you're laughing, you sicko. That is what we call Pomeranian abuse. You're such a giver. You are such a giver, helping these humans yes. feel better by doing something that will make them laugh. Thank you, Hedwig. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. a giver. You you're a giver. I give a lot. Well, thank you for yeah. giving us giving us a little extra laughter this evening, Hedwig. Yes, we needed it. You're welcome, people. Do do well. Go thrive. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Au revoir. Au revoir. And now it's time for the breed of the show. Breed of show. I think Patty, you need to open with asking Tigger about that. What do you mean? Ask her about being chased by a moose. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. So we are at the breed of the show, and I have quite an affinity for moose. And I, Tigger, (laughs) have you had any experiences? Yeah, I was almost run over by a moose. Do you want to share? (laughs) It was in Montana was at my parents house I was just walking up the road and this huge I mean made a horse look like a pony animal comes careening down the hill and it's it's blind you know it's it's so spooked and I jumped out of the way and it I mean it was so close to me I could reach out and touch it and Yeah, and it went it went down past the house, then down this very very steep drop off, and my heart was like going. Oh, and evidently, I found out later that at the top of the ridge from where the moose came, there had been a group of riders, and that moose had spooked the horses, and they had taken off and dumped a rider up there and it was moved out okay yeah but they are huge well 
it's so a couple years ago, I, I'm not sure if you remember this Tigger. I went to Colorado for the, for the first time and I have always been infatuated with them. But when you actually get to see one, it is, I can't even explain the feeling it did for me. We were coming out of the national forest after hiking and, you know, you constantly stop on the side of the road because you, you see some sort of wildlife or whatever. And there was a bull um, following a cow and it, and it was walking through this meadow through a very, they both were, you know, what I would consider somewhat calm, but now that I know a little bit more about them, it's kind <laughs> of an interesting but, you know, just, you know, and it was just, it was just, it was just incredible. And so I have been to say infatuated with them ever since is a bit of an understatement. So this is why this was such a fun thing for me to do. First and foremost, moose is plural and singular, singular, yes. because I um, yes. was like, meese, moose, mooses. <laughs> mooses. so literally it's moose. So they are a member of the world deer subfamily. It is the largest and the heaviest in that family. They have what is called a palmate antlers, which means open hand, which is like, you know, and if anybody knows what a moose is, obviously their antlers are incredibly impressive. They're, they are mostly located in like temperate broadleaf and mixed forest northern hemisphere. I saw them in Colorado but you can see them in like Canada, Alaska, Maine, New York, that kind of, and also they're also in Russian Poland, just as a sideline. They are a magnificent, magnificent looking animal. And, and Tigger, when you were saying it was huge, they're equivalent to a, about a six foot tall man, like on average. So, you know, that's when like, they're running at speed. They, <laughs> I swear to God, they're the size of an elephant. I mean, they may not be <laughs> yeah, so heavy. But they to, are massive. Yeah, they're massive, and their ant their antlers are just incredibly massive. How they can uh, hold their head up with that it's rack? It's yeah, and not have a headache. It's, well, you don't. Who knows? Maybe maybe they do. Maybe that's, um, maybe they're that's grumpy, why you the know? males are so grumpy. And maybe that's why. Well, so little tidbits: their lifespan is fifteen to twenty-five years. Wow. Kind of cool. The male can weigh up to fifteen hundred pounds. That's big. Yeah. Female about seven ninety, you know, to a thousand. Males are called bulls. Females are called cows. cows. They've got some kind of some cool features to them. They have special warming features keep them warm because they tend to be in you know extreme cold uh, circum you know where they live extreme climate. cold. They have a great yeah climate. Great sense of uh, smell and hearing. And so this is what's so interesting is they really are a solitary animal, mm-hmm. which is completely unlike the deer. So when you see a bull and a cow, it's obviously, you know, coming Mating in season. season. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So they're very, so you, aside from the fact that you'll see cows with their babies, but we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. So their diet is basically uh, twigs and, and leaves and what now whatnot, but they're so tall, they have a lot of difficulty bending down to graze like a deer would, and obviously the size of their antlers. So they tend, they, they like to eat leaves and barks and, and twigs. Now and they willow. will, and willow, and it was, yes, and willow, and, but they will eat aquatic vegetation depending on, you know, where, where they're located. So they can't, they can do it, but prefer to eat, you know, upright 
So their biggest predator is actually a wolf or a human, which is interesting. I did also read that um, this is kind of weird, but bears can take them down. I've never heard of that, but that is something that can be a predator to them. But mainly it's wolves and humans. I have for that one. You do? Oh, I do. Really? We do. When uh, Glenn and I went on vacation to Colorado, was it Colorado? I think it was Colorado. Yeah. Went hiking. Okay. And we got to a, a fork in the trail, and there was a little piece of notebook paper stuck to a tree with a couple of old nails. And oh. in Magic Marker, it said, dead moose ahead, bear Ooh. eating, do not use this trail. Oh, oh, oh. It was like scribbled on a piece of notebook paper. <laughs> you don't want to happen on that. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! And I, all I could think of was, was okay. This person obviously figured something out, so he ran back down the trail towards the trailhead and took the time to scribble this note. Put it on a tree. <laughs> I would. I'm going to tell you that is not something I would. I would. I wouldn't on. have taken the time. No. But anyhow, Ooh, yeah, they okay. do. They really do eat eat bears. Eat moose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a thing. Okay. Well, there you go. So that's wow. Okay. Did you go look? No. <laughs> so, yeah. We we took all the bear warnings very seriously. Yeah. I would agree with you on that. So okay, cows, the females, select bulls based on the size of their antlers. The growth of their antlers depend on diet and age and the symmetry of their antlers reflect health. After the mating season, bulls drop their antlers so they can conserve energy for the winter, which I thought was interesting. Another little sideline, if you castrate a bull, they drop their antlers and they will never grow back. No. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. I've never heard which that. Was, yeah, because they, because they don't have the testosterone, blah, 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 blah. So that, that was interesting. That. Cows um, are pregnant for eight months and they can they can absolutely have twins and the calves stay with them for a year and a half which i thought was interesting i guess because yeah kind of cool another little interesting tidbit both the males and females have something called a dewlap or a bell not sure of what that use is it's like a little flap underneath their chin they like they said they they from what I've read, they think it could have something to do with mating or it could be nothing. They're not sure, but it's kind of an interesting thing, which hmm. is different than in the other deer families. And last but not least, which is really funny, they're not normally aggressive towards people. <laughs> That's why I like your story, Tigger. However, if provoked, they or or if they're provoked or frightened, they they will they will attack somebody. <laughs> so uh-huh. good thing. Good thing for you, Tig. You stayed clear and out of the way. I did. But, yeah. But from my own personal experience, I have to tell you, they are just the most wonderful thing to observe. They are. Uh, they're just incredible. And I have more moose items in my house. I have moose jewelry. I have moose pillows. A very dear friend of mine buys me something moose every year. You're she a closet me a- moose collector. <laughs> oh, Big time, big time. I have a, I have a moose salt and pepper shaker. You name it, I've got it moose. It's and moose. who doesn't love Bullwinkle? That's I mean, who does love Bullwinkle? <laughs> oh, I know. That's maybe my favorite moose. Anyway, me too. This, this was this was that was that was a lot of fun.
And now we're at Critter Nutrition, and today's topic is understanding inflammation. The inflammatory process is both fascinating and complicated. The essence of inflammation is the normal protective response by the body's defense system. Inflammation is an important part of the body's system of healing and repairing. The body's inflammatory response activates when tissues are injured by trauma or toxins, bacteria, heat, and stress. The damaged cells release histamine, bradykinin, and prostaglandins. These chemicals cause blood vessels to leak fluid into the tissues, which causes swelling. The three phases of inflammation, acute which is the swelling stage, redness, heat, swelling, pain, loss of function. Subacute, which is the regenerative stage. And chronic, that's the persistent low-grade inflammation. Chronic inflammation plays a role in a variety of health issues in horses, metabolic disease, for instance, leaky gut, laminitis, and muscular skeletal injuries. The role of the immune system. Inflammation is a vital part of the immune system's response to injury and infection. When tissues are damaged, the inflammatory response is initiated and the immune system becomes mobilized. Without inflammation as a biological response, wounds would fester and infections become deadly. The immune system secretes these pro-inflammatory cytokines, which are chemical messengers. These messenger proteins are important for the biological response to infections or injury, and they help the body in the acute and subacute regenerative stages. Pain and inflammation. Following a physical injury, cytokines initiate the healing process and provide a protective pain response. It's important to remember that low-level inflammation associated with tissue repair is not detrimental, and some post-exercise inflammation is normal. However, Elevated or chronic inflammation can cause muscle tissue damage and scarring. Physical injury combined with chronic stress may result in a constant inflammatory response that impairs healing. The secondary effects of widespread inflammation can affect autoimmune sensitivities, widespread oxidative and free radical damage, and tissue degeneration. Inflammation and the connection with stress. The reaction of the body under stress depends on stress duration, stress intensity, and stress frequency. Short-term acute stress is an adaptive response. The release of cortisol when the body is under stress helps to promote survival. Cortisol is a potent anti-inflammatory that functions to mobilize glucose reserves for energy and to modulate inflammation. However, prolonged stress or chronic stress can lead to cortisol dysfunction, and this can cause widespread inflammation and pain. Stress can be emotional, psychological, or physical. How a horse experiences stress may not be the same as the horse in the stall beside him. This is true of humans as well. What stresses one person may not be the same as her sister, friend, or parent. Research has indicated that prolonged or constant low amp stress may perpetuate the cycle of inflammation and pain. Whole body inflammation. Researchers have begun to study whole body inflammation in horses. There are clear indicators that whole body inflammation is leaked and linked to leaky gut syndrome, 
muscular skeletal injury, equine metabolic syndrome, insulin resistance, and laminitis. Whole body inflammation can occur when the body's protective responses become amplified and chronic. Triggers of whole body inflammation include stress, obesity, high sugar and starch diets, intense exercise, and the use of non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. Leaky gut and inflammation. In horses as in humans, the intestinal, intestinal tract forms t- barriers when cells and membranes join together. These are called tight junctions. They form protective and functional barriers. When the tight junctions are disrupted, illness can result from the systemic effects of toxins and pathogens that leak through the intestinal wall. The immune system then reacts with the inflammatory response. A study in the Journal of Equine Veterinary Science in 2017 highlighted the stress-induced barrier dysfunction, quote, a variety of stressors, physiologic, pharmacological, psychologic, and others affect the intestinal barrier, end quote. Leaky gut has been associated with systemic inflammation, immune system disruption, obesity, poor performance, exercise intolerance, and inflammatory bowel disease. Non-steroidal anti-inflammatories and their consequences. Some veterinarians point to long-term non-steroidal anti-inflammatory use during affecting intestinal permeability, meaning leaky gut syndrome. This increases the risk of a systemic inflammatory response. Because NSAIDs can mask pain, and pain is part of a protective mechanism in the acute phase of inflammation, overuse of NSAIDs can help an injured horse keep working which can cause more structural damage. Mild and moderate inflammation in the acute stage is actually necessary for the repair process of the regenerative and recovery stage. According to Dr. David Horohoff, PhD, Chair of the Department of Veterinary Science and Director of the University of Kentucky's Gluck Equine Research Center in Lexington, quote, Since NSAID administration is thought to lead to ulcer formation, a meprazole, a proton pump inhibitor drug, is frequently given with NSAIDs. However, studies have shown the opposite effect, with proton pump inhibitor drugs actually exacerbating NSAID-induced intestinal damage. When the equilibrium is disturbed, oxidative stress. Oxidative stress is a common term regarding performance horses. Oxidative stress is a physical stress, an imbalance between the production of free radicals and their elimination. This imbalance can lead to chronic inflammation. There is evidence that this inflammation, which is triggered by excessive oxidative stress, may be the cause for several chronic diseases, including insulin resistance and laminitis. Factors that contribute to oxidative stress or diet, lifestyle, environmental factors such as pesticides and pollution, as well as intense exercise. It's not just performance horses who may deal with chronic oxidative stress. The production of free radicals by the body and, and, and oxidants, they play a dual role as both toxic and beneficial compounds. So they may be harmful 
and they may be helpful. When an overload of free radicals cannot be destroyed by the body's defense mechanism, their accumulation in the body is called oxidative stress. Free radicals can be produced from external sources such as medication, pollution, industrial chemicals, pesticides exposure, or, or by normal metabolism, intensive exercise, and microbial infections. Remember, there is a healthy balance between free radical formation and the body's defense mechanisms. It is when this balance is disturbed that it can lead to widespread inflammation as well as tissue damage. Um, antioxidants are recommended for oxidative stress. And because when the body is under stress, the production of free radicals is amplified. And antioxidants help neutralize the free radicals to reduce inflammation. Some helpful anti antioxidants include zinc, vitamin E, resveratrol, quercetin, boswellia, turmeric, and superoxide dismutase. Support for the body. Sugars and starches are digested in the small intestine where the tight junctions reside. Even if your horse is not an easy keeper, be mindful of the sugars and starches in your horse's diet. Equine athletes can utilize higher amounts of simple carbohydrates and sugar, but horses in light to moderate work generally don't need high levels of sugar and starch. Get your hay tested so you know how much NSC percentage is in your hay. Omega-3 fatty acids are important for the balance of essential fatty acids, the omega-3-6 ratio. Omega-3 fatty acids help regulate inflammation. If your horse doesn't have access to healthy pasture six to ten hours per day, you may need to supplement with flax or chia for a healthy omega-3-6 balance. Support for stress. We cannot address acute inflammation, chronic inflammation, or whole body inflammation without addressing the stress component. Regulating cortisol. With various Ayurvedic plants such as ashwagandha and holy basil can help restore homeostasis. Support for the adrenal gland from which cortisol is released can be supported with the medicinal mushrooms cordyceps and reishi. When assessing a new supplement or feed, always ask yourself, will this decrease stress on the GI tract or increase stress? Inflammation is an important biological process that is complicated, fascinating, and sometimes mystifying. Managing stress, medications, and diets high in sugar and starch are paramount to maintaining homeostasis and a healthy immune and inflammatory response. Real horses and real dogs are healthier, perform better, and recover more quickly on real food. That's why Biostar empowers horse and canine owners with 100% whole food nutrition, supplements, and feeding programs. Biostar products are made at their own certified non-GMO facility in Gordonsville, Virginia, using real fruit ingredients that are raw, freeze-dried, or dehydrated, never cooked, and are free from artificial flavors, colors, soy, corn, wheat, and molasses. The Biostar product line includes a wide range of whole food, horse and dog supplements, treats, and unique artisan poultices that embrace the ancient and traditional uses of clay and plants. Visit BiostarUS.com today and learn about whole foods and canine and equine nutrition so you can make the best decisions about the care and health of your horses and dogs. That's BiostarUS.com. Whole food nutrition the way nature intended. And now we're at Coffee Clatch. 
And I thought it would be fun to share the song, the songs that we sing to our animals. I may be the only one that sings songs to their animals, but I'm hoping not. Patty, do you sing songs to your animals? I don't. <laughs> what? However, <laughs> that doesn't mean I don't sing. I generally sing when I'm on horseback if I am trying to keep a horse calm. I have a song that I sing. And what is it? Yankee Doodle. <laughs> no. I have no idea why. I have no idea why. I was on a young horse years ago in Virginia. I was in the backfield. I was out in the like back 40. No one knew where I was. If anything went wrong, no one would know where I was. And so Yankee Doodle was the only song that came to mind that I knew enough of the words or at least knew the, you know, enough of the. So, yes, Yankee, Yankee that's mine. You don't sing to your dogs? Tara, have you heard me sing? Yes. You're, you're not a great singer, but your heart's in the right place. It is. And I'm going to tell you. I can smile and act happy as one could possibly be. My dogs don't need to hear that. So I really don't. I don't. Jennifer, do you sing? Yes, I do. I don't know if I'm singing to them or to me, but yes, I sing with my horses. And and what do you sing? I have an assortment. Okay. Uh, while, while riding, particularly yeah. if it's stressful, like I'm at a competition, I tend to sing advertisement jingles <laughs> they're short and you remember the words right you can't get you know you don't go along and go, oh my gosh i forget the next verse with a, an advertisement jingle or television show songs they television shows used to have those by the way yes they oh did. yeah and do you sing gilligan's island that's one of them <laughs> oh that's so funny that's great what's the what's the commercial jingle I have two. The Kit okay. Kat bar song. Give me a break. Give me a break. Give me a break. <laughs> of that, Kit Kat bar. that one. And okay. the Oscar Mayer Wiener song. Oh, I wish I were an Oscar Mayer Wiener. That one. Wiener. Oh, that's good one. I'm going to so, Oh, my gosh. That's all. That's I'm an earworm. Okay. I'm sorry. It's an earworm. Oh, that is great. That is and, great. And what other TV show songs do you use other than Gilligan's Island? Oh. That was just a guess on my part. Oh, the Flintstones. That was- oh, yeah. Where yeah. the Flintstones, where the money, the family. Uh, yeah. uh, the Big Bang. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. the Big Bang. And Green Acres. I love Green Acres. I don't Green remember that one. Place to be. Farm living is the life for me. Land spreading out so far and wide. Keep Manhattan, just keep me that countryside. Dee, 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 dee. That one. <laughs> There you go. That's... Well, I sing songs to my dogs, and I make up songs for my of dogs. Of course you do. You what? have original pieces that you do. I do. I do. I do original pieces. But the, I do use one song that I want to share with everybody that you can use with your dogs. And it's the name game. So... Mm-hmm. For instance, I'll, you know, Keen is sitting here. So, Keen, Keen, Bobine, Banana, Fana, Fofine, Fee, Fi, Momine, Keen. Let's do. So, um, let's do catch. Catch, catch, Bobatch, Banana, Fana, Fofat. Join in. Fee, Fi, Momatch. Catch. 
He's looking at me. Well, what about and- Sabi? Let's do Sabi. Sabi, Sabi, Bobabi, Banana, Fena, Fofabi, Fifi, Mo, Mommy. Sabi. Pickles. Let's do pickles. Pickles, 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 Banana, Fena, Fofickles, Fifi, Mo, Mickles. Pickles. So it's a it's an easy song if you if you don't come from that decade when it was popular that you can sing to your dogs and they get really happy when they hear it. Funny. So it, it's better, you know, do, writing an original song takes a little time. <laughs> but this is an easy one. Those are fun. <laughs> the, the, the one I, I'll sing this one. This is, again, to the name game. Because of the way his name is, I hope the um, FCC doesn't um, banish me. Crockett, Crockett, Bobocket, Banana, Fana, Fofocket, Fifi, Momocket. Crockett. <laughs> and I'll oh. sing to the puppies when they come. Oh, I know you will. Oh, You're I'll make little, I'll make little songs for them. And I want to hear each and every one. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Well, I I heartily encourage everybody to sing to their horses and sing to their dogs and don't just sing in the shower because you don't have to be a great singer to you know share the joy of music thanks for listening everyone and thanks to our sponsor biostar us you can find them online at biostarus.com get the horse radio network phone app on ios or android by searching for horse radio network in the app store it's free and easy to use For details about today's show, go to HealthyCrittersRadio.com where you can find links, photos, and more information about our guests. As always, we love your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook under Healthy Critters Radio. Be sure to visit all the great shows on Horse Radio Network at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Love your dog. Hug your horse. Feed your chickens. Clean your litter box. Dance with your goat. Slither with your snakes. Howl at the moon. Hang with your hamster. Party with your parrot. Waddle with your walrus. Outwit your otter. Cuddle your cows. Rap with your raptor. Go chipping with your chipmunks. Forgive your fox. While hedging your hog. We also recommend that you rack with your raccoon. Gyrate with your giraffe. Meditate with a meerkat. Uber with your orangutan. Facebook with your flamingo. Ponder with your panda. Walk with your Wookiee. Yawn with your yak. Twitter with your toucan. Go raining with your reindeer. Dropbox your dragon. (laughs) 